Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of RN.FM Radio, where we're working hard to bring you valuable content while also creating a global exchange among nurses and other clinicians, and of course, trying to bridge those gaps for our patients. We want to thank you for spending your time with us. If you're listening to us live tonight or our show's archived, we really do appreciate it. Without a doubt, this is a place where we'll be discussing the latest news, trends, and hot topics in the world of nursing and healthcare. Our guest lists, both past and present, span the whole spectrum from nurse authors, bloggers, speakers, entrepreneurs, leaders, and thought provokers in the industry. Welcome. I'm Kevin Ross from Innovative Nurse here in my studio in Colorado, and my fellow co-host, Keith Carlson from Nurse Keith Coaching and Digital Doorway is here with us in New Mexico. Keith, welcome, sir. Oh, I think Keith actually just dropped off. I don't know what happened. So uh, I just noticed that. All right. Well, anyway, I think we'll just kind of uh, keep going until he ends up calling back in here. Uh, But certainly tonight we do have an amazing guest, as we always have amazing guests. I am really excited about each and every show, and hopefully you are as well. And so um, while Keith is actually getting ready to call back in, I certainly do want to let everyone know how that you can reach us. Obviously, if you're here with us on Blog Talk Radio, then you know where we are because you're obviously streaming us live. And so Keith is actually going to be um, hanging out here in the tweet chat. And so if you don't know anything about tweet chat, uh, there's this uh, great little thing where people can use these hashtags. And what we do is we use hashtag RNFM radio for all of our questions and comments about the show. And and as uh, Keith is, is going on here, <clears throat> excuse me, as the show goes on, he'll be tweeting out uh, questions and comments or just little things uh, that our guests will be talking about here. And so you can find us on tweetchat.com forward slash room forward slash RNFM radio. Now, if you actually have an aggregator like Hootsuite or something like that, then you can just punch in uh, the hashtag RNFM radio. Keith, are you back with me, brother? I am back. My Skype died. Sorry about that, folks. That's all right, man. I was just actually letting everybody know how to find us uh, live and archived and, of course, letting them know that we're on iTunes as well. Uh, you just go into iTunes under podcasts, and we're all one word, RNFM Radio. And again, I have to thank each and every one of you who have rated the show and have put comments on uh, iTunes. We really, really appreciate that. And then, of course, you can certainly find us on ProMedNetwork.com forward slash RNFM Radio. And if you're brave enough, and you should be because we don't hurt you, we love having you on the air. Please feel free to call in at 347-308-8064. Keith. I was welcoming yep. you, and so I should go ahead and welcome you back. How's it going, brother? Thank you, Kevin. It's great. Things are good here in Santa Fe. It is quite cold right now. We had zero degrees this morning and some snow yesterday. It was beautiful during the day, and it's going to be really cold tonight again. But I'm happy to be here, happy to have our wonderful guest here on the show. And, Kevin, it's always my pleasure to be here with you. And this is our 43rd episode, believe it or not. That is certainly amazing. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You oh, are welcome, well, sir. So we should um, go ahead and introduce our guest. Shall you go ahead and do that? As oh, yes. I can certainly do that. <clears throat> certainly do that. 
All right, everybody. Unless you feel like you didn't get enough talking time or anything since I went ahead and threw that out. But I don't mind. I don't mind. Oh, I'll get plenty of time. Don't worry. You go right I ahead. know you will. I know you will. All right. So we've already had the pleasure, Keith and I, at least for the last few minutes, to uh, chat it up with uh, Maureen Sullivan. She is a registered nurse with a background of more than 25 years in ER and trauma nursing. She has a BSN and is nationally certified as both CEN and CDE approximately six years ago while in a uh, role as a director of staff education, Maureen took classes in both improvisation and comedy, and I love improv, uh, to keep her audience engaged. And it developed into a second career as a professional stand-up comedian. I mean, this is a first for us, folks. She now does corporate comedy and has worked with the uh, Heart Association, Diabetes Association, Cancer Society, Alzheimer's Association, and uh, mostly doing uh, health presentations and fundraisers. So without further ado, uh, Keith is back. Maureen's here with us. Maureen, we want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, and I love the applause. Can I hear it again? <laughs> yes, you can. Hold on one second. Let me get that to you. And oh, I will say, it was like my my headlining moment here. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> not a problem. Oh, you know what? If you say something funny, I think we actually have some kind of laughs or something built in That's here too. That's great. I'm feeling right at home. Thank you both, gentlemen. Oh, it's a good. pleasure to be here. Oh, Greetings from Tampa Bay, Florida. <laughs> and what's going on in Tampa just, Bay right now? Yeah, I was just telling you. Um, I, ironically, in the in the midst of here's our winter weather here, uh, a massive thunderstorm with a tornado warning. So. Hmm. If I suddenly drop off, I shall be right back as well. So, If you could okay. just out your location in case we have to call emergency services or something like that to send them. Maybe you shouldn't tweet it out, but maybe we should have no. talked about it off the air so that we can, <laughs> oh, she dropped off and we can't get a hold of her. Maybe we need to check on her. That's right. And yeah, um, didn't you, Maureen, didn't you mention something about um, alligators? What's going on yeah, over there? Yeah, I'm actually on. I have Facebook up, and apparently the rain was so heavy it um, – relocated a few local alligators, I guess, out of the ponds or something. So people in this area are actually posting alligator pictures from their backyard that they have found alligators in their backyard. So welcome to Florida. So ah. I'm actually originally from Chicago, so this is just amazing to me that there's alligators in the backyard and, you know, well, rain if, and thunderstorms we, for winter. Right. Well, if we lose you and you don't call back at all, we might assume that an alligator made its way into no. your living room. <laughs> If that happens, door. you you will hear it all the way in Santa Fe. <laughs> you okay. won't have to worry about an official right. notice. You will hear it. Right. So, Maureen, you've been a nurse for 25 years. Um, yes. You've been a member of our profession for more than a couple decades now. And we do want to talk about your stand-up and, you know, everything you've been doing. But you're also a diabetes educator. You've been a stroke program manager and you've worked with a large variety of populations, but you've done a lot of trauma and ER work. Is that true? Correct. Mm -hmm. I, I would okay. basically say everything has been emergency and trauma-related, and, and the, the two certifications actually branched out of the population that we were seeing in the emergency room. So. Okay. All right. So in the course of your career, did it ever occur to you that – you would either become a comedian or a writer or anything like that. Did that ever cross your mind in the past, or was that something that just came up out of the blue at some point? 
Um, I, I have always, and I think it, I, I really think, and I'll preface this by saying I, I hope you agree, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that a lot of nurses use humor, whether as a coping mechanism or, you know, a defense mechanism. And, and over the years, especially in an emergency room where you just see such a variety and some of it just borderline crazy, um, you tend to, to get sarcastic. And I, and I realized over the years, especially when you go out, to gatherings where there are no other nurses and and people look at you odd going like, oh, that was really sarcastic. And you're thinking, I just said that to my coworker a few hours ago and it was met with laughter. So I think it's always been there as, as for me a coping mechanism. And then I just uh, fine-tuned it, as, as you said, took classes in it and realized the difference between the dark humor and, and the corporate level of humor and, and comedy club humor. And it really is different. But I think now able to use it and actually even teach people how to use it in a professional setting that helps bring people together instead of distancing them. Mm. Mm, that's wonderful. So how do you how, how do you find nurses use humor in the clinical setting? What does humor do? What does it do for them? How does it help assuage the, the stressors of nursing? Well, I think in the emergency room, and, and I, I, I only speak of the emergency room, but I, I think it's really across the board. I, I'm so thankful that everybody in nursing has chosen, you know, their their um, path, if you will, because I know that I probably couldn't survive a day working in nursing home because of how I work in an emergency room setting. So I'm so thankful that that population of nurses loves doing what, we're, you know, they do, as well as med surge, as well as intensive care unit. But I think that... Even with our best coping mechanism and our superior levels of knowledge, sometimes it's overwhelming. In the emergency room, I mean, it's it's literally life and death coming through the door at any given point in time. And so you have to create little niches of, you know, downtime, if you will. And a lot of times it was nothing more than, you know, posting cartoons in the in the lounge and, you know, playing stupid games and, and stuff at the desk when you had a, a few moments and stuff and getting together after work to diffuse before you went home. And that's where the comedy part came in. Because the last thing you really want to do is after a really bad day um, to take it all home and then just dump it on somebody. <laughs> you know, mm. because, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of, of relationships dissolve over the years when people just, you know, can't leave the stuff at work and take it home to somebody who's not in health care and get upset because they don't understand. You know. mm, right. Well, it seems like, you know, nurses and you know, health care providers in general, but, you know, since we're in the company of nurses here, um, you know, we're creating that buffer. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, some professionals out there, you know, as we sort of joke and play around, uh, you know, we, we are creating that buffer because of the things that we do see. I mean, I know from, for instance, I've got three young boys myself and and I, I've worked, uh, I've done a couple pediatric rotations and I just think, my gosh, you know, thinking of my own boys, you know, in this bed mm-hmm. or in this critical situation. And it's, it is, it's a coping mechanism. And, right. uh, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that think, you know, maybe it's not right to kind of find humor in, in people's um, sort of lowest points. Uh, but again, it's just, I mean, all due respect. I mean, I have a lot of respect for, for what we do out there. And um, it does really seem that, this is what we've gravitated towards. It's, it just seems like it's the easiest thing that we've been able to connect uh, with 
in these times of crisis almost exactly and and it's it's not i mean we're focusing on on healthcare and humor but it really is to me a coping mechanism across the board nowadays i mean there's just as you said disasters and devastation and and sadness and i, I mean I've, i know a lot of people that have lost family members that this holiday time is is horrific for them you know, so mm-hmm. if you can take somebody into, you know, a comedy setting and, and get a laugh out of them, I mean, that's that's priceless to me, to take somebody in a bad situation and be able to make them laugh. From an emergency room standpoint, years ago, I mean, I literally, it was this aha moment that I realized one day going to work, oh, no, this is just going to be bad, and it dawned on me that not a single person that's going to intersect with me today at triage had me on their agenda. Nobody woke up and said, hey, I'm going to the emergency room today. I mean, I'm not part of their plan. So mm-hmm. everybody comes in in a bad mood, you know, or a, an angry mood or something. So I think the humor dissolves a lot of that. And it's not sarcastic humor. It's, it, you know, it could just be like, oh, let's let's find something a little bit funny about it or, or lighthearted about it and make the, the visit a little less strenuous, painful, you know, whatever and and it does it it helps along the way because i mean nobody nobody wants to be in the emergency room nobody wants to be in the hospital so anytime you can lighten the load as they say i think it's a benefit across the board yeah yeah if you can approach your patient even um a little bit of a slant take some of that edge off for them because yeah you're right they they don't want to be there right they have to be there and so yeah, I mean, if you can kind of come at it from a little bit of a, you know, just kind of tweak them, some humorous and laughter, you know, sort of that side. Yeah. Um, I've seen, and I've even done this myself, but I've seen where nurses uh, every now and again will just bounce in and do something kind of really goofy. I mean, they're still professional, and I and I trust their judgment, but um, they really kind of set the patient at ease a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, yeah, we're, we're going to get through this together. Um, we're going to make it. We're going to get you out of here and... You know, on your way. You know, and it's yeah. uh, it's just a good way to do it. And I, I yeah. think, and I think even been... even go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Maureen. I'm sorry. I know it's a, you could tell who's there. all of us are radio hosts. Go ahead, speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after you? No, right? <laughs> no, no. But I I think that the best times that I've had working as a nurse are when I'm literally the butt of the joke. And I mean, I I and when a patient realizes that you're willing to make yourself a little more vulnerable, that works out great. I mean, and one one of them that comes to mind, and, I mean, it happened probably two years ago, and if you put the same people in the room today, they would all burst out laughing. But I had a very fit couple uh, come in, and she had extreme back pain. She had injured herself at home. And we got her down onto the stretcher, I mean, just excruciating pain. And the first words out of her husband's mouth was, well, there's no downward dogging tonight. And I didn't know yoga. And I'm like, really? Is that all that's on your mind? Or your wife's in, you know, crippled with pain? And he looked at me. He's like, she's a yoga instructor. <laughs> you know? She's on her way to teach a class. And, I mean, even after she was out of pain and medicated, and on the way out the door, she just stopped, turned around, and pointed, and they just burst out laughing at me. And the staff laughed at me. And the next day I come in, and there's picture yoga pictures all over my locker, you know, so I would know all oh, the terms no. from that point on. But, I mean, that was a priceless moment because that just that lowered the playing field that, you know what, we're on the same side if we can all laugh at this. And and she said, it was the worst pain I've ever been in. She goes, I never laughed so hard, you know. So I'm like, that that's worth it. So, yeah. 
Well, that's great. You know, that's that's a great illustration of the way to use laughter very therapeutically. And of course, yeah. you were the butt of the joke, but it seemed like you didn't mind at the time. No, um, I and now I am a yoga term expert. <laughs> right, <laughs> not a yoga expert. <laughs> you learned the hard way. Yep, but, I went you know, and bought we, the book just so I knew the terms. <laughs> sure, and you know, I grew up with. Um, with MASH. MASH was part of my the zeitgeist of mm-hmm. my childhood. I'm dating myself a little bit. But that gave me, at a very early age, this picture of how medicine could be funny and how yes. gallows, gallows humor was something that could actually be acceptable in various, various venues. And I'm actually, I've found recently a stand-up comic on YouTube named Brian Regan, and he does yes. a lot of uh, pieces about medical visits about the emergency room about going mm-hmm. to the ophthalmologist and it's actually quite hilarious if you look at it from that standpoint and medicine always seems so serious all the time and getting this little injection of humor can just mean so much yeah yeah i've i've, I've watched his uh youtube videos too especially the, the emergency room visit where mm-hmm. everybody's uh moaning in pain and and the pain score which has just been the butt of every joke possible and and that, you know, well, I don't want to say 10 because 10 is the worst, but it really is the worst, but I don't want to say that. And, you know, yeah, he right. did a great job. And the fact yeah. that the ER, what is it, the ER entrance is, is the one place we should have valet parking that we don't. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Well, Though I have to say that here in Santa Fe at St. Vincent's Medical Center, we actually have valet parking outside the Minnesota. <laughs> We do. We do. It's really great. It makes me want to go to the ER just to have my car parked for me. Really? Right. That's great. That's interesting. So if you're, let's say that you're bleeding out or something and you're driving yourself to the ER, are these valet, uh, you know, employees, do they have any kind of uh, training to apply pressure? Or, you know, you're driving up and you're pretty much passed out immediately as you pull up? I don't know. I'm just just kind of wondering about that. Well, I'll I'll do some interviews over there, Kevin, and I'll I'll give you a report about <laughs> what kind of first aid kit they have in a little valet cubicle outside the emergency room. I know it's just that little like podium that they have there, and I think right. you know, I see the books with the keys or whatever it is. But I'm just wondering: is there just at least some sort of at a minimum they have some band aids in there just in case? Gloves, just gloves. I, I should it. hope so. Yeah, right. just gloves. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe. Oh, no, that would be actually a cruel joke if we just kind of all drove up and uh, sort of put makeup on and stuff and uh, bruised and, and uh, hematomas and slings and all kinds of stuff. So, Oh, that's yeah, a great I, idea. I, I see me. a remote show coming here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or just a really beat-up car with, like, like dance all over the place, you know, to say that we just left the scene of the accident so we could just come right here. Well, that's Kevin. That's New Mexico. There's you can't have a car here without a cracked windshield and the hood missing off the engine, and that's a whole other story. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's I'm like taking notes country. from my book. Keep writing. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, right. So, Maureen, um, do you do any traveling for your um, your comedy work and your stand up and fundraising that you do? I have. I have. I um, When I was in the role as a stroke program manager, I teamed up with American Heart Association. So I was actually um, brought to do lectures and, you know, lighthearted lectures, if you will, comedy lectures. I hate saying that when it's a heart association, but um, teamed up with them and did some national traveling. And then I've been out to the uh, comedy festivals out in Las Vegas. Mm. And then just uh, a lot of a lot of stuff throughout Florida as well. Mm-hmm. 
And do you find that when you speak or you do a keynote or maybe you come in as a special speaker at a conference, is it mostly nursing related or do you get called in for medical conferences and other specialties as well? I've gotten um, the the lectures with the American Heart and Stroke Association were um, a collection of all levels of healthcare providers. They were the dedication ceremonies for the opening of new stroke centers. So it was all the way from nursing assistants all the way up through uh, neurosurgeons the enti- and the community as a whole. So everybody was on board in that. I've done uh, I did a, a keynote, well not a keynote, but I did a continuing education lecture uh, with Nursing Spectrum at one of their job fairs on the need for humor in healthcare, and it was it was an amazing experience because in the audience were student nurses age 18 all the way up to retired nurses age 80 and i had them for 90 minutes and the you know the collaboration of multi-generational sharing of nursing stories was was amazing it was it was a whole new level of education it was just an honor to be part of because we opened the floor and you know i i had stuff on powerpoint about you know how crazy it was years ago in nursing you know to have this many patients and a job description from the early 1900s about cleaning the windows and taking care of 50 patients and and then two nurses in the back stood up and they said it's not as crazy as you think they had been uh retired nurses and they were both in their 80s hmm. so, wow 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 wonderful exchange wonderful exchange so with all of these uh, speaking engagements, uh, essentially, I mean, how are you attracting these clients to to come and, and speak? How do they find you? Um, it's I've been very blessed because literally every uh, conference has spun out one or two more um, engagements, if you will. I've been really mm-hmm. fortunate, and I've had a lot. Um, I, when you're teamed up with Nursing Spectrum and Nurse.com, they recently did an article on uh, my career path, if you will, and that got national exposure. And so, like I said, now the calls are starting to come in um, from out of state as well. But I think uh, one person told me, you know, um, from a, the comedic standpoint, if you are uh, working with uh, American Cancer Society and American Heart Association, that that pretty well vouches for, you know, your corporate abilities and that. So they've become, you know, references by default. So. Well, I think probably what across the board, you know, whatever kind of comedian, who, whoever your audience is, probably getting out on the road and meeting people and having that interaction, that exchange, that's probably where some of your, uh, I, and I don't know, maybe some of your good material comes from, you know, just some of the stories that you're swapping. And then you can kind of flip yeah. that, you know, and, and talk about it at another conference. Yeah. Well, the first yeah the first time that I went up um, and did comedy, I actually well when I went to Las Vegas, it was a comedy festival. It was like a five day symposium, uh, comedians all over the world, and you got to meet um, booking agents and and break out in breakout sessions and learn how to write comedy and perform. And everybody performed in front of everybody else over the course of five days. So you saw international comedy. You saw comedy from other countries that. Made no sense to you at all, but it, in their, you know, in their country, that was the the tops. And I thought, you know, there's so much that we're able to bridge with humor in terms of international relationships. I mean, it was amazing. But I met um, uh, corporate entertainment uh, booking agents, and they said, you know what, stay in uniform because you've got a niche there that is so unusual that you can go up and, and do comedy as a as a nurse. So I came back to the Florida. And the first time I went up, and I went up in full uniform, 
And there was this dead silence in the audience, and they really, people have told me afterwards, they thought that there was somebody injured and, like, I was part of the pre-hospital, you know, EMS team there looking for somebody that was injured. Oh, my God. And the next thing I take the microphone and I'm just spouting out jokes, you know. (laughs) That's actually, that's your cue for improv. You should have just like busted right out into something. People like, what, is this real? I don't know. Is there a doctor in the house, right? Exactly. (laughs) You you go up there and go, no, no, nobody's hurt. Here's your next comedian. You know, it's a great opening line. But it's been very well received because I go up as a nurse and really just knock, you know, the boots off of the the idiosyncrasies of healthcare. You know, all just bizarre stuff that we do because that's what we do, you know, asking somebody who's obviously injured, you know, what's your pain score, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, but don't say a 10," <laughs> you know. And then I had I was blessed, um I was asked to speak for the um the Florida State Emergency Nurses Association their annual meeting. So for the first time, the entire audience was one of my own, you know, and it was a closed event. It was at a restaurant. It was just for nurses, and it was wild. I mean, in in a great way, it was wild because, like you said, everything you said, you got a standing ovation because you were just, like, reading their minds. It's like everything that we've ever done, you know, she's now acknowledging it on stage and that. So, And afterwards, everybody outdid each other. You know, it literally was a, a whole restaurant full of up-and-coming comedians, you know. <laughs> so. mm, right. Well, I well, wonder it, if there's any nurses out there who've uh, seen you perform and then started doing comedy themselves or writing comedy. Um, probably. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I've got a few friends now that are, are really headstrong about, they haven't come up on stage, but they, they have followed me several hundred miles just to see mm. me on stage. So I, I really appreciate the support that way. And like I said, Great. the, um, it's just it's been a phenomenal experience, and like I said, just when you think, because I know we had talked before the show started that you know you're teaching in nursing programs, and I've done adjunct faculty at a few LPN programs, and you know you want to you want to tell them all that's great about nursing, and I I cringe when I hear people after one or two years have left nursing because it just wasn't for them. And I'm thinking, what you know, I'm so fortunate that I have a niche that it just keeps going in different directions, whether it be a stroke program that I was able to run or now diabetes educator and, and throw comedy in there and, and get to a whole different level of audience. Mm-hmm. Now, have people ever brought up the uh, a comparison with Patch Adams and the humor that he brought to medicine? Has that come up or have you been able to meet him or, or kind of riff on that funny doctor model um i haven't haven't been able to meet him uh if he's listening call in we can arrange this (laughs) (laughs) you weren't supposed to laugh you're supposed to say as a matter of fact he is listening (laughs) oh right he listens every week he really does i know on the archives i'm sure (laughs) no i haven't met him yet but like i said it's just i it it's funny because When I'm in the emergency room, um, I've actually had people, like I'll have a patient say, and I'll never go in and say, I'm your nurse and I happen to be a comedian. I've never approached it like that. I've never said to a patient. But ironically, I've actually had some patients come in and look at me and they go, didn't we see you at the comedy club? (laughs) And there's that split, there's that Split second moment when they're thinking, is she the most professional one to be taking care of me? You know, so I mean, it it can work in in both directions. You know, so there's there you have to build a lot of credibility when somebody looks at you like that. But I've actually had 
as I'm taking care of somebody who's, you know, significantly injured and the doctor will tell him, you know, she does stand-up comedy on the side, and then they'll turn to me and say, hey, make make him laugh. And I'm like, yeah, he, he's got a broken ankle. I don't think this is the time, you know. No, make him laugh, make him laugh. So, yeah, right. there's, there's a time and a place. But like I said, it, it, it's, you know, the right comedy at the right time. It, for me, it's been instrumental in, in breaking down barriers, building relationships and that. So, like I said, I'm very thankful and to be able to stand on stage. And I've always done comedy that had some medical knowledge, medical information, nursing knowledge, something like that. So it's always been a, a dual um, effort on stage. It hasn't just been comedy. So I've been really fortunate with that. Well, you know, it's interesting, Maureen. Um, <clears throat> you, you were talking like a few minutes ago because Keith and I often talk with our guests and among each, you know, between each other about sort of being crispy, uh, you know, or burnt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a very stressful job. What advice are you giving nurses out there? Would you like to give nurses who are listening to us um, here on RNFM uh, who are ne- not necessarily looking to transition away from, from clinical practice? I mean, they, they want to improve something. I mean, they want their experience to be good again. They want to feel uh, fresh again about nursing and about what they're doing. I mean, what, what are you telling them? Um, what, I, what I've told them, I've begged people not to, not to stop. Because it, it, it to me it's heartbreaking when somebody has invested two, three, maybe four years into a, a program and then decided six months later it's not for me. And, and I and I can't believe that you could go that far and in that little time change directions. And all I would tell people is there is so many options out there. I've had a lot of friends that have gone like right into an intensive care unit and felt so overwhelmed as I probably would as well that they thought that was all nursing had to offer and they quickly they quickly decided this isn't for me and there are so many avenues to explore there's school nurses there's community health there's health departments there's doctors offices if you want to get out of the acute care setting there's chronic you know and long term care for those that aren't into the monitors and everything Home health, I have a lot of friends that have gone from acute care into home health care, and they love the time that you have to spend with somebody and teach them. Um, I've done community and corporate education now, and I love that. I love that so much because you have so many aha moments, and sometimes that aha moment, I finally get it, you took the time to teach me. You, you couldn't give me a paycheck that felt as good as somebody going, thank you for, for finally making it make sense. So there's a tremendous amount of opportunity. Um, years ago, I had the opportunity to do some legal consulting for an attorney's office. It, it was amazing because I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything about law. And they came forward and said, we don't know anything about nursing. And to sit mm-hmm. down and you know work side by side with you know what you thought were the powers that be here and find out we're all on the same you know page, that was exciting. So there's a yeah. lot of opportunities. And then, uh, you know, teaching. Teaching is wonderful. Some of the best days that I've had in the last few years were um, working as adjunct faculty because you get to impart on the up-and-coming, you know, next generation, all your knowledge and the exchange of knowledge is amazing to find out what they're seeing. I mean, I was doing the simulation labs where you teach them, you know, the ideal way to do everything. And, I mean, you'll appreciate this, and I hope your listening audience will too, you Mm -hmm. know, 
how, how quickly can we insert a urinary catheter nowadays? You know, most of us can probably do it literally blindfolded. Right. But in the simulation lab, there's a checklist with about 15 points on it, you know, about sterile fields and patient identifiers and positioning and covers and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're walking them through this because this is that checklist that's going to move them to the next uh, semester. And finally, one hand went up, and they said, I'm sorry, but that's not how we're seeing it in the nursing homes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and so, you know, to have them willing to share that is one thing, but then to explain to them why you need to learn the ideal way and see these aha moments and then have them go back and, and teach, you know, maybe the burnt out or the, the nurse that just doesn't, you know, want to cut corners appropriately, if you will. I mean, that's that's exciting. So, like I said, if you're feeling burnt out, I mean, please reevaluate. You know, I mean, we have a significant shortage of nurses, you know, nationally, internationally, and I, I can bet for everyone who's feeling burnt out, there's a niche somewhere else in this, um, you know, field that they can uh, accomplish and feel good about at the end of the day. Mm, wow. Well, wait wait a second. That deserves some applause. Wait one second. <laughs> Thank you, Maureen. We needed that. Thank you. <laughs> we really yeah. needed that. Well, the yeah. bottom line is we we need the next generation of nurses just to ensure that there's nurses to take care of us. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Man, yeah. i got to get on that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's very it's true. It's you know, self-centered, yes. <laughs> it, it certainly is, and we're, we're all talking about, where most of us are talking about, the silver tsunami that's happening now with mm-hmm. the baby boomers retiring at some incredible number per day or per month. I can't even quote the ter- the number at this point. But we really do need to make sure we keep people engaged in the healthcare professions because we are really going to need them. And people have been asking me, you know, it doesn't seem like there's many jobs out there and uh, new nurses are having a hard time getting jobs right now, and I admit that. But I have the sense that if people hang in there, give it three or four years, I feel like the profession is really going to take off again. Do you feel that way? I I definitely do, like I said. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, whatever happens in healthcare, it's it's only going to be a positive for healthcare providers. And I know a lot of people will probably call and and write and argue with me on that, but the the epidemic of chronic disease is going to necessitate a lot more nurses, whether it be in a hospital setting or in a preventative mode in a health department or doctor's office. I mean, I I really think we're going to see a huge focus on preventative medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. We can't, we can't afford. Yeah, we can't afford the uh, the illness part of it. So. Mm-hmm. And there are nurse coach certifications starting out there because the ANA is starting to recognize nurse coaches, and they actually are seeing some hospitals and corporations looking at how do we bring trained health professionals in to coach our employees or coach patients on self care and on disease prevention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, no, I, I've, well, I've heard a little bit about that too. Yeah, yeah, and and I think we've also talked about, um, you know, you're talking about sort of the the uh, broad nature of nursing, and it is. I mean, the, gosh, there's so many subspecialties, so many areas that we can get involved in. Some nurses out there really embrace that uh, as an opportunity, uh, and then of course, you know, there are those that are pretty overwhelmed by the <laughs> options that are available. Um, make somebody with like ADD you know, probably going nuts because of what we really could be doing. So just kind of focusing on one area that we really feel like we can align with. Um, And so, 
you know, with the with the role identity that I've often talked about uh, throughout this last year that I think nurses are going through, hopefully we're going to kind of get back to more of that um, definition of, of new definitions of what nurses really are and what we can provide, you know, especially with, you know, what Keith was saying is uh, recognition as nurse coaches uh, because, uh, you know, even just a couple of years ago, and I think even this year, uh, it's still sort of like, what is that? What is a nurse coach? Uh-huh. So I think this is a really exciting time for us to to continue to define these roles, um, you know, and obviously through the power power of social media and RNFM and, of course, Maureen, your show, and um, we're just going to get that message out there. And how about nurse comedy coaches? That would be that would be an mm-hmm. image for you, Maureen. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm not sure who would sponsor that, but I, you know, going back to that nursing spectrum, though. It, but I'll tell you that that lecture that I gave, and it was it was 90 minutes. I mean, it was very exciting to me. I had powerpoints, had little you know cartoons. I had them all over um, the the stage, if you will, just if anybody wanted to take them. And afterwards, they just just ran up and just grabbed the stuff, and it was and it was nothing. Extraordinary. It was little cartoons, and you know, there's so many nursing cartoons. I mean, if you're on Facebook for any amount of time, you you see them flash by in that about healthcare, but just to lighten up the mood. But I think it's really important because so much is so overwhelming in healthcare, and, and a lot of friends, especially my age, um, they're overwhelmed with the social media, the electronic medical records, the the loads of paperwork that they never get to the patient. I, I've had several people say that. I spend so much time as what they've termed a glorified secretary shuffling paper after paper after paper. I never got to see the patient. And that seems to be the stressor. And so, like you said, the nurse coach able to, you know, tunnel in on, on somebody's strengths and help them prioritize what, you know, the reality of it is and make sure there's something carved out in that day that will give you some intrinsic you know, self-worth, self-value in that, that you walk out the door at the end of your shift and go, I did a good job. And so many of us, I don't think, get that anymore. You know, we get, you didn't finish this, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. You know, we never like, I, I you know, I, I'm guilty as much as the next person. I, I don't really remember the last time that I stood at the door and thanked everybody for a great shift, you know. And I think we mm-hmm. should. We should protect each other, you know, because for me at least, you know, spending 40, 50 hours a week those people at the hospitals, they have become my primary family by default. They get most of my attention, most of my moods, most of my, you know, joys and disappointments. They hear about it first. And I think we need to, you know, to support each other more so like that. That's a great point. That's a very excellent point. Thank you for um, for for bringing that up. And I wanted to ask you a question, uh, change courses a little bit. You had mentioned something in... Uh, something you had sent me a few months ago by email about CEU courses and that you had begun teaching CEU courses but combining them with comedy. And is that something that you're looking at doing more? Is that a way that you've you've brought that into the CEU and continuing education world? That's what we did. Um, We partnered up in December with a, a comedy club, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It, it it is frequent in Florida. I'm not sure that it's frequent nationally, but they have a, a comedy traffic school for people that get driver's license traffic uh, tickets. They can go to uh, classes, but the classes are actually run by professional comedians. 
who tend to give a lighthearted <laughs> approach to a serious subject. This is very legitimate. And so wow. I'm like, you know what, I think that we could also do something. And so I wanted to give uh, contact hours. I wanted to pull people out of the hospital setting for their education. I'm, as having been a director of education, firm believer, you have to take them out of the environment in, in order to let them learn. So I thought, get them into a comedy club, little lighthearted venue. Um, so we had a couple of comedians that were willing to do a, a quick little show and back-to-back with a contact hour education. So, it, you know, it, was, it wasn't the best turnout, but everybody wanted to do it again, so it's probably something to look at um, for 2013. But like I said, it was just, you know, I had a, a, the support of a, a uh, company out of Tyler, Texas, that gave us the contact hour, so it was a, a good team effort. And the comedy club, you know, obviously was willing and uh, is excited about continuing that as well. But like I said, I, when I was the director of education, and I remember when, you know, the budget was short and the time was short, the last thing that the other directors was, I don't want my nurses sitting in the auditorium for an hour. Can't you come to the unit and, you know, show them this, show them that? And I'm like, I need to take them out of the unit because they're watching the monitors as well as listening to me, and they're not getting it. So I think in order mm-hmm. to get education delivered and, and into the brain, they have to have, you know, undivided attention. And you can't do that when you're standing at the desk, you know, watching monitors and listening for call lights and everything else. So Right, right. Right. Well, that's it's a really brilliant way to combine it. I'd never heard of a driver education uh, yes, I, I didn't know if it was Florida based, but it's it's very popular. I mean, it's very legit. They have an agenda, and they have. I mean, it's 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 traffic school, but it just yeah. you know, and and it, I think it pretty much borders on why I was asked to do a lot of uh, lectures with American Heart Association. They actually said we need you to, you know, would you consider coming in and doing a keynote speaking engagement at the dedication for a stroke unit lecture on some neurological condition, oh, and make it lighthearted and funny, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, really? <laughs> lighthearted? But, you sure. Know, it's, they're like, well, you know, it's kind of heavy subjects all day long if you could just keep it entertaining, and I'm like, I can keep it entertaining, you know, entertaining and lighthearted, two different things sometimes, so. Yeah. Well, I wonder if there's actually it. a potential partnership or collaboration, because we had uh, Ann Johnson from Iris Medical uh, CEU, uh, last week, and uh, I wonder if there's any way to kind of meld that because she's got the. She started well back, you know, when the internet uh, was first coming about, and started her online uh, CEU, um, you know, course offerings there. I wonder if there's any mm-hmm. way to kind of do that virtually. You could do a little mm-hmm. stand up, pair that with the CEUs. I don't know. I might have to get you two together. Right. Well, well see, we're maybe, talking about yeah. a leadership convention here. <laughs> That's right. So maybe you could do some sort of video uh, CEU piece that involves comedy. We could get you together with Ann Johnson and try to figure out how Appreciate to make that happen. It, yeah, yeah it would be wonder- really wonderful. So, you know, we we only have about 15 minutes left, and I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to talk about your book, talk about your website. I know you're thinking of writing another book. So can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like being a writer as well, you know, on top of everything else that you do, and how that ties in with your website and what you offer there? Um, well, my website is MaureenSullivanRN.com. And I want everybody listening to check it out. (laughs) Just stop by and sign the guest book. 
Um, okay. On there is uh, just my background um, as an ER nurse and then as uh, dual certified as an emergency nurse and as a diabetic educator. And then this past July, I wrote my first of hopefully numerous books um, titled Never Again, From Horror to Humor, My Life as a Nurse. And it is a collection of real stories, um, HIPAA compliant, because <laughs> somebody <laughs> asked me that, <laughs> HIPAA compliant stories on my career in nursing. And uh, I'll tell you, I had written a few articles over the past years for uh, different nursing journals, and a friend of mine also, um, her name is Kathleen Sullivan, we're actually not related, um, she had written as well, and she published a book, and she's like, you need to just sit down and write a book. And uh, lo and behold, the book came together in a matter of months. So the stories were there. Um, they, they tend to be some of the highlights of my career, whether it had been a, a really great point or a strong learning point. And they, um, she just said, just sit down one day and write and write and write. And like I said, in a matter of a couple of months, the, the book was uh the book was done. So it's been really great. You can order it on the website. We put a holiday discount on there. And then um, it's also on the electronic version on Nook and Kindle. So, again, uh, Ooh, titled Never Again, From Horror to Humor. Mm-hmm. A first, I think, for uh, for Nook. We always talk about asking uh, guests if they have a Kindle version. But, yeah, Nook, because you don't – I don't know anybody with a Nook. Now, of course, I hope there are plenty of people out there with a Nook that will purchase yeah. the book, of course. but. Yeah, we certainly don't talk enough about the Nook. Um, I don't even know how that how that platform's doing compared to Kindle. I mean, I know Kindle's it's totally so, crushing it's it. So funny. It's so funny because we put the book on. I mean, and this this will tell you the cross section of. I, I think it's just a, a fabulous cross section of the world as a whole here because we put the book on the website so I could send the book and and personalize it, and so we structured it with PayPal, and then I got. Uh, email saying I, I don't want to use a credit card can I send a check so then we's like well we you know we'll, we'll go ahead and then we have to get a PO box number because we didn't want to put a you know home address on there so then I have checks and then someone said well I have a nook could you go on nook and I'm like oh okay we'll try nook and then nook and kindle you have to be 90 days apart in order to go on both of them you can't do them simultaneously and then as soon as we went on nook people said well what about kindle do you have kindle so <laughs> it's been great but it, like I said um as I was telling you before the show started Sales have been uh, uh, picked up in the Philippines and in Japan and in Ireland as well as nationally. So it's very exciting. It's a great book, like I said, whether you're a healthcare provider or a consumer, and hopefully those two titles cover just about 99% of the population. So. Well, I was good. wondering, did you have it translated into Japanese or people in Japan reading it in English? They're reading it in English. Mm-hmm. Wow, great. Yeah. Okay. And there's and you know, actually there's it's, some... it's a military it's a military. I see. Military okay. stationed over there. That that great. Bought it, yeah. Well there's yeah. you know, there's funny stories in there. There's there's funnies that are they're funnies. <laughs> there are stories that are humorous stories that are touching, stories that are a little might be a little shocking for people who are healthcare consumers in terms of what nurses actually go through on mm-hmm. the job things that happen to them, you know, razor blades being pulled out by by patients and right. patients throw, throwing feces across the room. So there's all sorts of things in there to entertain the layperson or the nurse. Right. And like I said, the, the, the bottom line is it's all true. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what's been really interesting is some people coming forward and, and go, like, I never knew that was, 
that was actually really happening. Like I've been in the emergency room, I heard stories like that, I never really knew it was happening, you know. And so I think it's kind of given a buffer and opened up some lines of communication, especially between ER staff and family members. I've had ER nurses buy them for families, not, you know, to keep for themselves. So I mean there's there's it's opening lines of communication and I think, you know, it's 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 got learning experiences in there too. And I hope the second book um, I'm hoping to give a little more of uh, education to the consumer on, you know, what to expect and what to do to uh, survive a hospital visit, if you will, come uh-huh. out healthy, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, tell us about the second book. What's what would be the the general gist of the book, and is I it going to target the the layperson more, or do you hope to to target both populations? I, I think it will target both populations. The stories went over really well, like I said, across the board. But what I really want to do, and I think most people that have been in healthcare for any amount of time, they want to teach, they want to educate the person. And I think over the years, and um, as you saw in the end, towards the end of the book where the diabetes education came in, mm-hmm. my goal, and it sounds almost perverse as an emergency room nurse, my goal was to figure out why so many people were coming in the emergency room that didn't, in my opinion, need to be in the emergency room. And and it's not a, you know, it's not malicious intent there, but just saying, you know, what's bringing them in because I I think there's other ways this could have been handled. And a lot of time it was basic education. You know, we have a habit, at least at the places I've worked, we give discharge instructions, you know, at, literally as you're walking down the hall. And, and I'd go out at the end of the shift and I'd find the discharge instructions laying in the, you know, your parking garage or tossed in you know the bushes like you know that's not the time to get the best education going and and you know we give people oh here's a copy sign here you know and then we wonder why didn't you follow up with the doctor i don't know you know why didn't you take this prescription i don't know that kind of stuff so i think if i can get a book out and that focuses more on the education what's being done why things are being done you know that for both parties consumers and providers, that the education should start at the triage window, you know, not necessarily blocking anybody from coming in, but, you know, this is what the problem is. These are the available resources, and and we're doing that, but I just think in written form it might even uh, be a little more well-received, so that's where I'm hoping the second book goes. I think we should uh, pair that with some pieces of technology, because I always have to get uh, the technology aspect of uh, healthcare in there. We can, you know, most people have a smartphone or at least a cell phone at a minimum. We mm-hmm. can at least get their cell phone numbers, and then any kind of follow up, we just say, okay, we just need your cell phone number. We just keep sending them text reminders and Google Calendar reminders. That's and then, great, yeah. You know, just like, hey, you got to follow up, and then eventually they call you and say, hey, stop calling me. All right, but hey, well, yeah. I've got you on the phone. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> right, right. Did you follow up? You know, after this, or did you know the medicine? How was that with the side effects? And I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's something there. Well, you know, well, I, I, I mean, I. Right. Go ahead. Go, no, please, Maureen. Please. <laughs> no, we're, we're we're I, you know, now that I'm a diabetic educator, and as, as the book showed you where it spun out of, I, I just got really tired of seeing a lot of diabetics come in the emergency room knowing that their admissions probably could have been prevented had they been giving available resources, contact numbers. You know, nobody should run out of their medicine or run out of syringes, you know, or, you know, miss the doctor's appointment, run out of their medications. I mean, in Florida, we've got... We've got a grocery store chain in Florida that's giving free uh, diabetic medications. We've got health departments here. Nobody should run out of their medicine, you know. So that was one thing. But I had um, a role as a diabetic educator, and 
I mean, I was telling somebody last week, it was the best backhanded compliment I'd ever gotten because I did such a great job as I was in the emergency room and doing diabetes diabetes education and did such a great job and had a monthly support group. And I'm not saying that I did a great job as much as I just gave people knowledge of all the resources that were there. Everybody that had those resources, they were the ones doing the great jobs. We just tied them all together uh, by networking as a community. And what happened was <laughs> over several months, the trips to the emergency room for diabetic people that had run out of whatever um, quickly diminished. And the admissions to the hospital for DKA and, and every other diabetic complaint uh, diminished. And all of a sudden, the in-house census went down and the ER outpatient census went down. And yours truly was told, you've impacted the bottom line. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. You know, you've done such a great job that you can't do this anymore, okay, because there's less census, so there's less hours to go to your coworkers. So the more you're doing, the less hours your coworkers get to work. And so this was this convoluted thing that you've done a really great job, but we, we, we've got to stop it. So, yeah. So stop educating those patients because we can't have them not coming to the emergency room. I know. I mean, it was just, it was, you know, it was it was so bizarre. I mean, I laugh at it, but it's, the the role that I played helped me network so well with the community that I know in my heart that that's where you know I'm supposed to be now. And like I said, to me, can you imagine that you do such a great job that you what is negatively or positively affect the bottom line of you know of a facility and that? So mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yeah. for an emergency room nurse to be told that, I mean, it, it really was truly a, a compliment, although it was just very harsh at the moment. <laughs> They're like, great job. Yeah, we're not doing this anymore, you know. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, you know, when you're not working yourself out of a job, what's your uh you know, in the on the clinical setting, what so what's uh what's your future with uh clinical practice? Um I am as of June of last year I'm uh picked up second certification as a certified diabetes educator. I've been working as an independent contractor with several companies doing uh, medical lectures and diabetic lectures. And I'm hoping, hoping, praying, fingers crossed, um, to launch a nonprofit sometime next year and pull together um, diabetic community education with partnerships from, you know, local healthcare institutions, pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, so we can actually get all the information out there in the right hands. And if I'm, you know, positively impacting the community, I may negatively impact the inpatient setting. But... To me, it's very exciting because I, I just think that given the resources, um, and the resources are out there, we're just, as a community, at least what I'm seeing is we're just not networking close enough, fast enough to know what everybody else is doing. We're very siloed in healthcare nowadays. And mm-hmm. I think once we break down those silos, we can uh, benefit the, as the community as a whole. And I think that's where healthcare is going. Like I said, no matter who's who's running the White House, I think that's the focus that we have to do on prevention and risk reduction more so than treatment of acute, you know, injury and illness. I couldn't agree more with that statement. And I just think, you know, a lot of the education, the preventative wellness, it's just, um, it's not seen as, you know, I mean, it's not a re- reimbursable expense as it would exactly. be for somebody to bounce in. Yet. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it just comes down to the dollars and cents. And if if we find a way for it to be a reimbursable expense, it's a, you know, then it's a decent business model. Quite frankly, right. you know, you talk about the uh, ER emptying out a little bit or, you know, these clinical settings, but the amount of education and follow-up and continuing education, I mean, I think it totally trumps all of that. 
will be busy for you know lifetimes doing that kind of right. thing. So. And going back to what you said about people that are feeling burnt out, I just think they just need to to write it out, you know. And like I said, for me, as, as you saw in the book and that, for me it was stepping back. And what really prompted my interest in diabetes, I was actually running a stroke program, and at one point, eighty percent of the people in the stroke program were diabetic. And I thought I can I can orchestrate and treat and facilitate and coordinate all the acute stroke care, but why not prevent it from happening in the first place? And that's where the diabetic education spun out of. Like if I can control your diabetes, maybe you won't need to have that stroke. You won't have that stroke. And like I said, it's it is it's it's affecting healthcare, you know. But it, to me, that's good. And like I said, down the line, and I understand, you know, from a you know, healthcare facility standpoint, it is a dollars and cents game, but in the long run, it's it's health and lives that we're saving, you know, life and limb, if you will, and um, that's got to trump a, a bottom dollar. So. Yes. Well, as I, I, it's really beautiful to hear about that nonprofit. So, you know, Maureen, when you get that started, you know, when that starts coming to fruition and you're launching that and getting it out there, let us know here at RNFM because uh, Keith and I would be happy to help promote that here on our show, the blog, and, of course, over at Innovative Nurse and, you know, wherever we can put it because I I just love that. It's a great idea. We would love to do that, Maureen. Yes. And we want to remind our guests to visit your website, which is MaureenSullivanRN.com, correct? Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and then, and then from we're on there, Facebook they can... and Twitter, and and my phone is lit up. So I appreciate everybody that's out there retweeting this last hour. Uh, I looked; I had like eighteen messages already. So people oh, are listening. So yeah, yeah. Well, we also have to thank our our friend uh, and previous guest uh, Andrew Lopez over at Nurse yes. Friendly. Mm-hmm. He spends a Absolutely. lot of time over there and helping us out on the on Twitter. He does, and if you haven't connected with him yet, Maureen, you might want to do so. He has. Oh, we have. A great, we have definitely. Oh, we have yeah. great. Because mm-hmm. over on Nurse Friendly, he has incredible, voluminous lists of nurse entrepreneurs and all sorts of links, and he's just does a great service to the nursing community at large. Definitely. Well, I yeah. hope you, you know, as as we were talking before the show started, I hope uh, you'll proceed with your thoughts about having a conference out in. Uh, pulling all the leaders together sometime next year. Well, we're oh, yeah. thinking about it, and that's, you know, getting people to come to Santa Fe is usually not too hard, so we are thinking exactly. about how to pull that off, so we'll we'll be in touch with you about that. But we want to thank you for your time. We hope the storm in Tampa Bay has slowed down and that you don't find an alligator in your living room after you get the phone. <laughs> If I do, I shall post it and hashtag you. <laughs> Would you please? Right. I will, definitely. Okay. Nice. But just don't pull up at a valet emergency room with, like, exactly. missing a limb, hemorrhaging. You right. Know, probably just exactly. go ahead and call EMS because those valet guys and gals will probably just totally flip out if you did something yeah. like that. Well, or an alligator you, you, you in your just, back seat. Right. Or, or you're assuming that it's a valet. It could just be someone outside waiting. You know? Sure. Right. Could you park this alligator for me? Yes. There you go. No, right. it's been great. I can't thank you both enough. It's just been a wonderful opportunity, and like I said, I've been following you, and I hope well, our paths continue, and I wish you both continued success for 2013, and keep up the great work. Thank, thank you so you much, Maureen. Maureen. Take care now. Okay. Night. Good night, gentlemen. Night. Good night. Mute. Well, we had our first nurse comedian on the show, Kevin. What do you think about that? Pretty cool. 
Um, no, yeah. I, I really liked it. And uh, I think that that was a great conversation. I can't believe, gosh, it's 8 o'clock, 7.59, at least according to my watch. Well, 8 o'clock here in Colorado. Ten, uh, yeah, so a couple hours right. ahead over there at the East Coast. Oh, you know what? Before we move on to any other topics, I wanted to remind people again about Maureen's uh, website, MaureenSullivanRN.com, but we forgot to talk about her radio show, which oh. used to be on Blog Talk Radio, but is now a podcast exclusively on Podomatic. So actually, if you go to Maureen Sullivan's homepage at MaureenSullivanRN.com, right in the center at the top, just click on the Health and Humor show, and there's a paragraph there, actually with the most recent show that you can listen to right there, or you can click to go to her homepage on Podomatic, which is healthandhumorshow.podomatic.com. So that's where you can find her radio show. And Maureen, if you're still listening, sorry we didn't get to the radio show, and we just wanted to make sure people know about it and follow it. Yes, most definitely. And and I think... uh, we will certainly continue. I will go ahead and follow that show there uh, over on that that other platform because yeah, we were kind of talking shop about Blog Talk here, as right. where Keith and I are parked. So yes, definitely check her out as well. So loved having her on here, and again, it's just always a good conversation. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, yeah, it's an interview, but you know, we just kind of it's like we're all hanging out in the same studio, even though we're all in well, at least tonight we're in three different places. It's pretty cool, right? Right. So, Kevin, um, let's take a few minutes and just do a little update here about our various things we have going on aside from RNFM Radio. So, what's happening at Innovative Nurse? What's happening in your professional life? Well, let's see. Well, I guess I have to go ahead and, and do that plug because, Keith, I really appreciate you. I have to say on the air to all the listeners, to you, of course, I really appreciate you nominating me um, for Social Media Nurse. Uh, of the year over at Impacted Nurse, and you can check that out over at ImpactedNurse.com. If you go to InnovativeNurse.com, over on the on the right mar- margin, uh, we have a vote now uh, for the Social Media Nurse of the Year 2012. And uh, hopefully, if I provide something, you know, as far as entertainment or content or something, help you professionally in some way or personally, uh, please feel free to go ahead and vote. No, please do vote. Uh, for uh, me uh, over at Innovative Nurse. But again, quite frankly, I think right now uh, I seem to be in second as far as the votes are concerned. Uh, The votes do close on Friday the 21st, December 21st. But again, a vote for any of the nurses up there uh, is a vote for our profession, quite frankly. And I do mean that with all sincerity, that I'm just so happy that we are out here uh, in social media and... um, just really creating this global exchange out here. And so I just really appreciate the opportunity because, Keith, you really kind of started it off here for me. Oh, gosh. Well, it's really my pleasure. And you really use social media in uh, wonderful ways and have taught me a lot about it. So I thought it would be worthy of a little recognition. So you've been nominated even if you don't win. It's still wonderful having you having you nominated and recognized for what you've done for nurses and social media. And, you know, I realize now that uh, Andrew uh, Nurse Friendly is not on that list, and I'm sorry that that, that didn't happen. I know. Happen. I was yeah. thinking that today. I thought, my gosh, why isn't Andrew, he is not on there, because he is definitely involved in social media and all of the tweet chats and Certainly Facebook groups, and, and so, you know, we'll give a shout-out here to Nurse Friendly 
certainly, certainly will. The shows we do, and uh, we we certainly appreciate it. And then you know one one last thing as far as innovative nurse, um, I'm teaming up with uh, Lori Mickey Radcliffe over uh, fitness nurse uh, fitness nursing. Uh, she is. She and I are kind of. We're going to be talking about a co-launch here. I'm going to be providing uh, some of the business and technology, social media aspects um, for something that we're kind of launching, I guess, together. She, and that's the beauty of social media and the fact of collaborating is that we're pool, pooling our resources to get together to really bring this uh, great uh, coaching opportunity. So there's going to be a, an initial conversation that she and I are going to have. Uh, sort of a hangout. We're going to talk about a few things on Wednesday, this Wednesday, December 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you just follow me over at Twitter, at Innovative Nurse, you can just kind of see where she and I have kind of been talking about it, and, and, and I'll probably pop a link up somewhere so that you can follow us. I'll pop it up on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Innovative Nurse. Anyway, I felt like I said a mouthful. Well, great. That's exciting, Kevin. That's a really wonderful project, and Lori Minky Radcliffe is a wonderful person. So I'm glad you're you're doing that work together. Oh, definitely, definitely. And what about you, sir? What's going on over at uh, Nurse Keith Coaching, and of course, Digital Doorway. Oh gosh. Well, Digital Doorway is my blog. It's at digitaldoorway.blogspot.com. I was recently, or my blog actually, well, more said, was nominated for being one of the 25 best nursing blogs on the internet by one particular organization. And I was extremely pleased to be nominated and be among that incredible list of nurses who were on that um, list of 25. And I'm humbled to be included in that. On there, there's the uh, Code blog, the Nerdy Nurse, Emerge blog, mm. Jay Paradisi RN's blog, Impacted Nurse. That's just some of them that were listed under those 25. So, again, I'm very grateful to QuickMed for for including me in that list of really outstanding blogs by nurses. And I just have to say I wish I had more time to read all of these nursing blogs because I'm just doing so much writing and promoting and also my, my bedside nursing that I don't have time to read them all. And I just wish I did. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, well, Digital Doorway will actually celebrate its, oh my gosh, I think it's eighth birthday in January, <laughs> wow. if I calculate correctly. So I've been writing that since, gosh, I guess 2005. And at Nurse Keith Coaching and NurseKeith.com, I have some clients working with me right now, some nurses who are really wonderful. And I'm also looking at starting some group coaching in 2013 well after the holidays when people have recovered. So if anyone out there is interested in group coaching with me, it's a really affordable way to do coaching and to really have a really nice supportive group of people to work with, all of whom will be nurses. So I think that would be... and just talk about what that might look like. And then I have some other surprises up my sleeve for the new year. I'm still working on a couple things for the website and for the development of Nurse Keith Coaching. So it's coming along. It's slow but steady, and I'm looking forward to the next year. All right. Well, it does yeah. sound like things are are busy, and it's, uh, it's certainly uh, been a very interesting 2012. I mean, there's been some ups and downs, and, and I certainly am really focused on the ups. Uh, like I said, you and I got together, and here we are, and we've got the show, and 
you know, starting our uh, coaching practices this past year and, and really kind of uh, blossoming and, and nurturing those and they're continuing to grow. And I don't know, it's just, uh, like I said, it's, I think for me, it's been a fun year. It has, it has, you know, and like we said, today's episode 43 of RNFM radio and we'll have episode 50, I think in March, if I'm not mistaken. So the show is really growing and you and I have some plans we've talked about for ways to grow the show and to maybe even do some separate podcasts and special events. So we'll be talking about that as, as we progress. So it's going to be a really exciting year. And I wanted to mention that we have, Let's see, one more show in 2012, believe it or not, and that will be next week, the 17th of December. We have Amy Stacy. She's an extremely successful nurse entrepreneur. She founded an organization called Flu Shots to Go, LLC, and she delivers flu shots to corporations, companies, and it's really exploded for her. And we look forward to hearing from yet another nurse entrepreneur who's had an idea gotten seed money for it, launched a business, and been wildly successful. So we always love successful nurse entrepreneurs. And then we will be with our families and friends. We will not be broadcasting on Monday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. And we also will have the night off on Monday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. And we'll be back on Monday, January 7th with Elizabeth Scala. She is a nurse wellness coach known as Nurse uh, Coach Scala. And she's the host of the Rejuvenation Collaboration, which is going to be a group of nurses, including Kevin and I, who will be involved in a online webinar series and radio series for rejuvenation and self-care for nurses. And that will be happening in April. So we're very excited about that, too. I look forward to that. We had her, um, she called into the show couple of months back, just briefly, uh, I guess we woke her up or something <laughs> using Twitter and something beeped and she decided to call in. And yeah. then uh, she and I spent a little time on the on the um, on the phone back in October because she has a show uh, Living Sublime Wellness. And I was helping her come. You know, she, she used the blog talk platform and then I was trying to help her. Uh, enter into the iTunes realm, you know, as as we are on Blog Talk Radio here or uh, RNFM, we're we're on iTunes, and so I helped talk her through that. We kind of met a few little hiccups, but then she kind of figured it out, and there she is. And on RNFMRadio.com, uh, I wrote just a little blurb on on our uh, Turn the Dial series, Living Sublime Wellness, uh, on iTunes. And just kind of giving her props there. So certainly check her show out and subscribe to that one. And if you're feeling very generous, please, by all means, uh, put a comment uh, out there on iTunes for her uh, if you're appreciating what she's doing. Because I know I am. Yeah, that's great. She's doing really good work out there, and we appreciate her. And again, we want to appreciate Maureen Sullivan, who was on the show with us this evening. She was a wonderful guest and is doing great work out there. Check her out at MaureenSullivanRN.com and also her Health and Humor radio show, which you can find at the top of her homepage. And she's at Maureen SRN. She is at Maureen SRN on Twitter if you'd like to connect with her there. So all of us are out there on social media. I have a new post on Digital Doorway about nurses and social media. And we have some very exciting guests coming up in a couple 
actually next month, who've written a new book for nurses and social media. So we're going to be talking about these issues a lot over the next few months because we feel they're so important to our profession. Agreed, agreed. 2013 is really going to blow this out, uh, blow it wide, because I was just on the on the uh, phone today talking to uh, a Twitter friend of mine, Rand, Rand Patterson, and we were just kind of talking about healthcare providers and social media and the connection, and it's just we're going to take it to another level uh, coming in 2013. And again, we've got this book that we're both reading, Keith and I, and I'm looking forward to totally devouring that and having these guests on the show here in 2013. Really excited by that. That's right. So, everyone, I think we'll probably sign off for now, right, Kevin? Sounds, sounds good to me, sir. Quarter after the hour, you've got some boys to tuck in, and I've got I to do. get ready for work. So we're going to wish you all a wonderful night. We'll be back next week on December 17th with Amy Stacy. Thanks again to Maureen Sullivan and a special thanks to Nurse Friendly out there, Andrew Lopez, and check him out at nursefriendly.com. And Kevin, I'll let you have the last word, and I will say good evening. Thank you, Keith. As always, it's been a pleasure. And for our listeners out there, we hope in some way you felt uplifted, motivated, um, and maybe even a little laughter tonight. But whatever it is, hopefully you are ready uh, to do something that moves the needle for you. We appreciate the time that you're spending with us, and we look forward to having you back on with us here on RNFM Radio.